Welcome to Explore the OT Field podcast. I am your host, Nicole Smith. In this episode, we are going to explore the OT field by learning about the fieldwork setting Skilled Nursing Facility from Jordan, who relocated from Florida to upstate New York to get her master's degree from Clarkson University. She has always been interested in pediatrics, but when it came to fieldwork, she wanted to experience a different setting. For her first fieldwork, she was placed in a skilled nursing facility, and for her second rotation, she was placed at an elementary school. And today, we will learn about her first rotation. Jordan, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Nicole. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to start this second episode, and this time it is actually recording. But before we start... What brought you to occupational therapy? So actually, so I did my undergraduate degree in Florida and I did an internship. I actually was like geared towards doing physical therapy at first. So like throughout this internship, I was like shadowing a physical therapist. But then one day my Mm -hmm. PT was out. So I had to shadow an OT and I swear it was like the best day ever. I had so much fun and I just didn't realize like how many different things that like occupational therapists could do. Like I didn't know much about it. And Mm -hmm. then honestly, it literally just made me change my whole path. (laughs) That's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Before uh, the interview, you shared with me that you have always been a peds girl. Was it at a peds place you were observing that OT? So actually that internship was in neuro rehab. So totally different. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. But I've always just worked with kids. Like I grew up working at like summer camps. I've always babysat like just I love kids. So I've always known I've always wanted to work with kids. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So how did it feel to be placed in a skilled nursing facility as a peeps girl? I definitely was like very nervous at first because mm-hmm. I swear everyone would tell me like, oh, that is such a hard setting, especially to have for your first level two. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, well, let me just try and think of the positives. I'm like, at least like I'll be able to like kind of jump in and challenge myself. Like, obviously it is going to be more difficult. Like those settings are way more fast paced. So mm-hmm. like it, it was definitely hard. So like at first I was very nervous, but mm-hmm. I had a fantastic experience. That's good. The skilled nursing facility, could you explain to us uh, uh, more about that setting, more in detail? Yeah. So this setting had like short-term care and long-term care. So a lot of the short-term patients, they would be there between like four to eight weeks. So that condition, those conditions like consist of like total hip replacements, knee replacements, Mm -hmm shoulder replacements, there was fractures. We had patients that were in the earlier stages of ALS and Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. There was also cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. And then we also had long-term care. So those are the Mm -hmm. patients that live there and they Mm -hmm. were later stages of Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, a TBI, spinal Mm -hmm. cord injury, um, CVAs, and then also ALS. Like those are more Mm -hmm. later stages. Mm Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you had a little bit of everything. Oh, yeah. It honestly, it hit everything, which was awesome, though, because I feel like it prepares you for, like, taking the NBCOT exam and then also, like, preparing you for going out in the field and practicing on your own. So at least I was able to see a lot. Yeah. 
That sounds like a great experience for the future, for sure. So how would you say, with all of those different conditions, how did you prepare yourself for the skilled nursing facility before starting your rotation? So honestly, I had no idea how to prepare myself. I kind of just like based it off how I study. So like I, I always studied by like putting, making my own like study guides, like in a binder. So I basically made a binder and I had a bunch of little, little dividers and I organized it by like type of diagnoses, um, assessments that could be used in the setting um treatment ideas goal writing all the types of precautions range of motion manual muscle testing the steps of how to perform an evaluation so i had a whole binder of all that information and i just reviewed as much as i could before my start date that's good it sounds like you were really prepared i tried to be because yeah. everyone would scare me saying this is such a hard setting i'm like i'm gonna make sure i'm ready for it yeah so in the first few weeks of your rotation, could you tell us uh, what a typical day looked like? So actually, like the first few days were only like observation for me. But mm -hmm. honestly, by like day four, I was already like assisting with treatment sessions, like my supervisor would lead and then I would just help. Oh, and then okay. honestly, by the start of week two, I was leading sessions by myself. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely fast paced. Yeah, it was very quick. <laughs> yeah. And my next question was, when would you get your own caseload? And that sounds like that was pretty early on. Yeah, it was very early on. I mean, every setting and every facility is different. So mm -hmm. it could have just been my setting in particular, but mm -hmm. everything was fast paced. And like my supervisor asked me, like, she's like, do you feel comfortable like leaving these sessions on your own for the day? And like, mm -hmm. of course, I had the capability to say no if I didn't. But mm -hmm. I was like, well, why not? <laughs> so yeah, I did it. Okay, so you, you felt pretty comfortable about it pretty quickly early on? Oh, yeah, very comfortable. My yeah. supervisor made me feel comfortable. Everyone that worked there did. Like, it was a good experience. Oh, that's exciting. That's awesome. Now let's talk about applying what you learned in school in preparation to entering into the fieldwork. So in the skilled nursing facility, would you say you applied a specific model or frame of reference? The most common that was like applied was the biomechanical frame of reference because we did a lot of like range of motion, manual muscle testing. And then plus like being an OTR, like we complete so many evaluations. So like literally every day we would have like six evaluations and we would be doing range of motion and manual muscle testing like every single time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was definitely the most common. That leads into the next question I was going to ask. What types of assessments did you perform? And were there one or two that you used more frequently? And you already measured, I mean, mentioned uh, range of motion and manual muscle testing. So the other one we did a lot in like evaluations, we did a functional reach test. So we really didn't do too many assessments in this setting in particular. Mm -hmm. um, it was mainly just range of motion manual muscle testing and functional reach and we performed all of those in the evaluation mm -hmm. and you feel you were prepared for those from school oh yes 100 yeah. i mean i definitely had to review it of course because mm -hmm. it's just a lot of information you learn in school so of course oh, have yeah. to, you have to review over time oh yeah definitely and what types of interventions did you perform and same here. Was there one that you performed more frequently than others? Or was there one that you liked or enjoyed more than others? 
Yeah, we did like a lot of different interventions, obviously, because there were so many different types of diagnoses that were at this facility. So the most common one, of course, was like ADLs. So we always, always worked on ADLs. And then we would work on upper extremity strengthening, balance, coordination. And like Mm -hmm. those would be kind of the basis to get you Mm -hmm. to achieve the goal of the ADLs. Um, Then we also did, we worked on bed mobility for a lot of the long-term patients because a lot of them happened to be bed bed bound. So we would have to work on that. Um, Functional mobility, we would do transfers. And then I would always educate on adaptive equipment, adaptive devices and durable, durable medical equipment. And then we Mm -hmm. also would educate the caregivers as well. One of my favorites actually was um, I loved creating like obstacle courses for patients because like we would have our gym so I could just put out like cones and like thresholds and just objects around the gym so they could like mimic community mobility or like mobility in their home. So I'd have like a little balance beam where they have to like step over it and assume it's like a curb. Mm -hmm. So we like work with adaptive equipment and like DME and walkers and canes, like whatever they end up needing, like of how to, how to use that in the community. So I love doing that. Oh yeah. That sounds like a great idea. and very creative. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Was there any other uh, creative approaches you used as far as you mentioned upper body strengthening? Was there some creative interventions you used for that? So I can say one in particular. So I have, I have this one patient who had Parkinson's disease and he Mm -hmm. had like good days and bad days, but like with his good days, like he always struggled with like standing balance. Mm -hmm. So we would work on standing balance and upper extremity strengthening at the same time. So we Mm -hmm. had this big like wooden board and we'd have little like stickers that you'd have to place on it. So basically he'd have to like balance himself and reach above his head at the same time Mm -hmm. so it's like working on him keeping his balance and then also working on his upper extremity strength so I love doing that it was a good Mm -hmm. one to do especially it kind of killed two birds at one stone like it worked on two things at once oh yeah knowing what you know now uh, thinking back to when you were about to start your field work what would you tell yourself um, to make sure I have all the precautions memorized mm-hmm. just because there's a lot of like hip fractures, a lot of hip replacements, like spinal precautions. Like it's just very good to know, mm-hmm. especially just safety comes first. So it is definitely like the most important thing I'd say. Mm-hmm. Would you tell yourself it's not as bad as everyone makes it sound? Yes, <laughs> that's very <laughs> true as well. Everyone, I mean, it is hard. It's very fast paced. So mm-hmm. I would, definitely wouldn't say it was easy, but it's not mm-hmm. as bad as people make it seem. <laughs> would you have prepared any differently? I know you just mentioned to really know the precautions, but are there any other ways you would have prepared yourself differently? Honestly, no. I, th- I think I prepared pretty well because I mm-hmm. felt like I was prepared throughout my entire time. Like I was able to lead treatments on my own starting week two so Mm -hmm. in my eyes that made me seem like I was pretty prepared yeah definitely I would say so too (laughs) thank you what did you find most helpful to be most successful or comfortable as a fieldwork student in this setting um I definitely would say 
one of the most important things is time management. So like those days can be so busy and so overwhelming and like the documentation can build up. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to stay organized and then have the notes done in like a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Like I always carried around a clipboard and I wrote down all the interventions I did. Maybe if I did an eval, I would write down everything that they said, my like Mm -hmm. range of motion measurements, my manual muscle testing, like just because like you have 10, 12 patients a day, like you're not going to remember what you did with the first one at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely smart to write everything down. Otherwise, I'd completely forget it. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I would say, have a work life balance. So like. I was in New York city for this field work and Mm -hmm. I like, I gave myself the opportunity to like explore the city on the weekends or like, even after work, I would treat myself to like an ice cream or go to dinner with a friend. Like I would also make time to work out, even if Mm -hmm. it was just a walk or a run, just like something like definitely don't make it all like, obviously the clinical is important, but like, don't just make it all about the clinical. Like you definitely want to go for a walk and Mm -hmm think about your treatments that you'll do the next day. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah do two yeah, things at the same time and include yourself exactly. in it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely an important reminder. We all need to remind ourselves about that work-life balance. Oh, yes. It's so important. I mean, it's it's what kept me very, very happy the whole time I was there. <laughs> I mean, I was happy otherwise. But, like, obviously, fresh air just, like, gives you that, like, more happiness, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. What feedback did you find most helpful from your supervisor? So, I honestly don't, like, remember anything specific that she told me. Mm-hmm. But um, she was very critical, but, like, okay. in a good way. Like, mm-hmm. I would tell her to, like, tell me what I'm doing wrong or tell me what I can do better. Mm-hmm. Or ask me a lot of questions. Like, I'm like, put me on the spot. I was like, honestly, it's the only way to, like, benefit me, to, like, yeah. better me as a, like, practitioner. Yeah. So, like, I'm, yeah, I definitely, I mean, obviously, criticism is tough sometimes, especially if it's not what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. But, like, we're learning, like, mm-hmm. in a clinical. So, like, you want to hear the criticism because that's how you get better. Right, exactly. That's that that could serve as a good reminder for people to be more open about it too and ask like please tell me. Yeah, that's what I did. And what was most challenging and most rewarding for you in doing your field work at a skilled nursing facility? So, the most challenging was working with patients that have Parkinson's disease because mm-hmm. they just have good days and bad days and mm-hmm. it's it's so hard when you like see them progress so much over like two weeks and then they suddenly like are unable to like do the goal that they just met just Mm -hmm. because they have bad days as well. So it's just heartbreaking to see it Mm -hmm. just because obviously they're upset too. So it's just, you have to have a lot of empathy in those moments because that's definitely a tough one. Mm -hmm. And then I would say my most rewarding is just seeing patients progress and like seeing them reach their goals. And like, there's just no feeling like it, especially, I don't know if you just like, especially I had one patient who had a sacrum fracture and she Mm -hmm. was determined to go home. Mm -hmm. So when she was hitting her goals over and over, she was just like 
screaming for the trees like she was just so excited mm-hmm. oh that's <laughs> and exciting. it's just it's so nice to see them happy and then to see yeah. them meet their goals it's a great mm-hmm. feeling yeah i can imagine would you recommend others to do their field work at a skilled nursing facility a hundred percent i mean i had a great experience mm-hmm. and i just would hope that others would have the same yeah if someone told you that they were placed in a skilled nursing facility, what would you tell them? All right. I got a list of advice. Okay. <laughs> definitely, <We're ready>. um, <laughs> definitely back to that work-life balance. Def- that's like a hundred percent, like mm-hmm. make sure that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I also said like, don't be afraid to ask questions or ask for help. Like you're there to learn. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with asking. Mm-hmm. And then safety always comes first so if you Mm -hmm. don't feel comfortable like completing a task like Mm -hmm. just tell your supervisor you just want to ensure the client is always safe and it's totally okay to say i don't feel comfortable doing this can you show me how to do it one more time or something Mm -hmm. like that okay and then also just accept the facts that you will make mistakes like you're learning obviously Mm -hmm. you're gonna make mistakes like we're students and we don't Mm -hmm. know everything like and then also prepare to receive feedback. It's only for your benefit. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, just have confidence in your abilities and like have fun. Yeah, those are some really good advice. I'm going to write them down and print them up. Fun fact, I actually just last night learned that my first fieldwork placement is going to be in skilled nursing facility. Oh, how exciting. Well, now you have a list of advice. I know. So excited. <laughs> so after finishing this rotation, are you still an all peds girl? Um, 50-50, honestly. Yeah. So I just passed my exam. So I'm looking Ooh. into doing travel therapy. Oh, okay. So I am. I love to travel. So I am all for going anywhere and everywhere. So I... We'll look into that. And the nice thing about travel therapy, I can work in basically any setting I want to. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested in working in a skilled nursing again. I also, I love peds, of course. So I'd mm-hmm. love to work at a school again mm-hmm. or an outpatient clinic. Um, I've also recently been getting interested in mental health. So I might try to see what settings I could work with that. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's. That's what it's looking like for me so far. Yeah, that's good. So a little bit of everything again. Yes, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Until I figure out exactly what I want to do. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Might as well test the waters first. Yeah, for sure. And congratulations to passing the exam. Thank you. Very excited. Yeah. <laughs> and my last question was going to be, what does the future hold for you? And where do you see yourself in the future? I mean, a year from now. Uh, we already touched on that. Yeah, a year from now, honestly, I'll probably still be doing travel therapy because I, mm-hmm. I told myself I'd like to do it for a year or two years, mm-hmm. and then after that, after that, I think I might resort back to a an elementary school. Oh, okay. So yeah, probably end up at in Peds at the end of my travel therapy career. But yeah, I just want to do travel therapy to explore. I mean, also, my mind could change again, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But why not, you know, try different settings out, different locations? Uh, I think it sounds like exactly. a great plan. Yeah, it's nice to experience them all. Yeah, definitely.
thank you so much for being the second guest on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun learning from you, especially now, like I said, I'm heading in your direction as far as skilled nursing facility, not in New York. You'll do wonderful. I hope so. Now I have all these advice from you, so I'm going to take them in and prepare. And then, yes, I hope I'll have a good experience like you did. I hope you do as well. Thank you. I have really enjoyed listening to and learning from your experience. And I hope that the listeners have as well. So thank you so much for letting us explore the OT fieldwork with you today. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Explore the OT Field podcast. I hope you enjoyed learning about this fieldwork setting and that you are looking forward to the next episode and interview. If you want to follow along this journey of exploring the OT field and fieldwork, follow the podcast Instagram account at Explore the OT Field Podcast. If you want to share your experience on the podcast, please message me on Instagram or send an email to explorethotfield at gmail.com. I'm so excited that you joined us today and hope you will tune in next time. If you, like myself, need extra reminders sometimes, follow the podcast on Spotify and you won't miss a learning opportunity. Until next time, keep exploring. <laughs>